Oh, are we ready? Mm-hmm. Are we ready? Hi. Oh, no, I'm ready. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. Have you heard... I mean, maybe it's not good news, but have you heard the good oh, news about QAnon? Jesus Christ, what now? <laughs> Hi, I'm Dylan. I use they, them pronouns. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sophia, and I use she/they pronouns, or maybe they/she pronouns. We'll we'll see. Um, them, her. <laughs> oh, I've been scrolling through headlines about this topic for like, oh, it's so good. Okay. It's, this one's from the Daily Beast, and it's just the funniest one that I've found. QAnon crowd super bummed that JFK Jr. didn't appear in Dallas. What? (laughs) Do you know about this? No. (laughs) Okay. So, there's this thing, apparently, in QAnon, where they think that JFK Jr. is going to come back from the dead to announce himself as Trump's running mate in 2024. Sure. Why not? (laughs) And they thought that... I just want to throw out uh, there that a lot of JFK's policies, um, if anybody proposed them today, he'd just be, like, booed off the stage as being, like, too socialist. Or too leftist. JFK Jr. or or The first one. The first one, right. The the, the brain matter everywhere, man. (laughs) Yes, famous... Socialist liberal family, the Kennedys, would announce themselves as Donald Trump's running mate. JFK Jr. would come back from the dead and announce himself as of course. Um, Trump's running mate. Um, so they were convinced that the Kennedys would... Um, unveil themselves on October 2nd around 1230 um, in Dallas right around the time of the assassination. What? Was he killed in October? (laughs) No, I don't know when, when did Kennedy die? Um, So there's a bunch of articles about this. November 22nd, 1963. Okay. Okay. All right. So almost 50... Years ago. Right? Yeah. No. no more than 50. No, more than 50. My math is right. That was the um, year my mother was born. Uh-oh. Um, one headline that I can't find anymore. Let me see. There was a... I really... Hang that on, was 58 my, years ago. Sorry. Let me turn my Bluetooth off and my volume all the way down. Because the I saw, I saw this in a TikTok. And I saved it. And hang on. I'm going to... Read the headline. I just want to throw from... out there, my opening bit was to talk about the new Animal Crossing update. Um, oh. <laughs> that was... I think mine's... <laughs> oh, yours is funnier for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Where's this Where's this other headline? Sometimes I have to remind my... This is... <sighs> Sorry. This I is just real noticed life. that this Halloween candy that I bought on sale... Okay. Um, expired in September of 2021. Jesus Christ. This is Halloween candy. 
Okay, here's another here's another headline that I think is supposed to be a satirical take on this. Mm-hmm. JFK Jr. fails to return from the dead at QAnon rally. Tupac and Kobe Bryant also no shows. <laughs> um this is incredible. This is the life we live in right now. So, yes, apparently hundreds of QAnon supporters gathered in Dallas expecting the grand return of um, JFK Jr. um, who they believe, like, this is a genuine belief within QAnon circles. Like, I kind of went down the rabbit hole on this. Um, A lot of them genuinely believe that JFK Jr. is going to announce himself as Trump's running mate for 2024. Like they People genuinely are so believe. Wild. I I t- earlier today during therapy, I said to my like therapist, if you, lo- you know, some people are very interesting people and it's nice to hear about them. Not always nice to talk to them. <laughs> um. It's very true. But like People, there is, you can buy flags that say Trump JFK Jr. 2024. Incredible. Like, that is a real. That I wouldn't give to be that stupid. (laughs) Like. Must be so nice to live in ignorance. (laughs) And the other thing is, so I'm looking at this article from Rolling Stone and this paragraph is, um. That JFK Jr. is set to return is a belief set forth by proponents of the QAnon conspiracy theory, which which postulates that Donald Trump is lying in wait to destroy a secret cabal of blood-drinking, child-sex-trafficking members of the liberal elite, which I believe that the Kennedy family would technically fall under. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Kennedys are the liberal the quote-unquote liberal the, elite. They are the, like, definition of the liberal elite, but, like, let's They're just like pass that. The, the, a very old left-ish... Massachusetts liberal family. Like, pod- politics family. Like, politics literally. dynasty. Literally. Okay, so dozens Le- of legacy? QAnon supporters... Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Words. Dozens of QAnon supporters started gathering at the AT&T Discovery Plaza in downtown Dallas last night to commemorate the glorious return of JFK Jr., a man who, again, it must be emphasized, has failed to convert oxygen into carbon dioxide for over two decades. Incredible. I really think the the author of this um, particular Rolling Stone article, E.J. Dixon and Steve Monticelli, were having some fun when oh, they yeah. wrote this. Sometimes, <laughs> this sometimes something wild happens and you want to report on it and you just got to do it in the most fun way possible. Oh my God. Oh my God. They, they painted. <gasps> Good God. Oh no. They painted the crowd chose to me in Dealey Plaza and lined themselves around a large white X that marks the spot where his father, John F. Kennedy, was assassinated in 1963. My question is, why do they think his son is going to show up where his dad died? Tiffany blue, a color associated with the Kennedy clan, as well as shirts that read, 
Trump slash JFK Jr. 2024. Do, do they know what the slash means in certain communities? Trump, Trump reinstated as the 19th president calls up a new vice pre- Wait, Okay, so apparently this was written by a prominent QAnon influencer. So... Jesus Christ, I hate that string of words. Trump reinstated as 19th president calls up new vice president JFK Jr. Sorry, 19th? I think they're saying that JFK. Was JFK the 19th president? I doubt that. That can't be right. Who is the 19th president? Andrew Jackson. That's me guessing. I'm guessing. Who was the 19th president? It can't be. That can't be right. Because Rutherford Biden's B. 46. Hayes. What? Biden is 46. Wait. Yeah, Biden's 46. When did they... Is he the 19th Republican? I don't even think why, that's right. Why do they think... Why Why do they think that? I don't Can know. I'm not, not deep... Listen, listen, I am not deep enough into the whole QAnon thing to know why i think it's a code maybe with I, so this you gotta wrote say, a prominent i, I got a prominent QAnon influencer with more than 250,000 followers on the encrypted messaging app telegram so all of them the influ- presumably the inf- the influencer added that trump's reinstatement stems from the fact that everything from Oh my god, everything from nineteen from eighteen seventy one was illegal and unconstitutional. A reference to the convoluted far right conspiracy theory aimed at invalidating Biden's presidency by suggesting that an obscure law from the late nineteenth century renders every law passed and every law passed and president oh my god hang on i got it every law from the late 19th century renders every law passed and every law passed and president elect since then has been illegitimate they realize that also makes trump illegitimate right Trump will do step they, down. Do they, do they realize hang on no no, Wait, no. What? trump will step down john will become president the post reads Adding that the disgraced former general and QAnon celebrity Michael Flynn will become his vice president. The feverish, so convoluted. The feverish fantasy concludes by claiming that Trump will become one of seven new kings, most likely kings of kings. A reference to biblical passage, Revelation seventeen. Oh my god, I cannot read this. This whole paragraph is gibberish. It makes my brain hurt. That's why I could honestly Jesus that's why Christ. I could never be a that's why I could never be involved in a conspiracy because I'm dyslexic. I just Also there are a myriad of other reasons, mostly because most of them are really really anti-Semitic and I am a Jew. So yeah. I don't think they'd like me around. But that whole I paragraph, just... that was one paragraph. Did you see me like my brain I think my brain melts it I know that there's people who are like who like go undercover 
and like read these things and so they can be published and like write articles about it. I could never do that. I scroll through a blog where I disagree with some of their opinions on Tumblr and I'm like, I'm ready to start a fight with this stranger. At 12.30, apparently the the crowd recited the Pledge of Allegiance. Why? (laughs) Why? I don't know, but this article, like, I I don't want to read the whole thing to you guys because... They know that the, the pledge was rewritten in the 60s, right? Oh, I, so the pledge yeah, is invalid. Probably. Or maybe it was the 50s. It was written dur- rewritten during the Cold War. Yeah. Uh, to separate to them include from God. the godless com- commies. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. This article, like, I don't... I don't want to read the whole... I don't want to read the whole thing to you, but boy, do I want to read the whole thing. This is... This is wild. Um, and where, I highly where recommend... Where is it? Who... How can... How can our listeners find it? It is from Rolling Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, the title is On the Ground with the QAnon Believers Who Flocked to Dallas for the Grand Return of JFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, it is by E.J. Dixon and Steve Mola... Monticelli and apparently Monticelli was tweeting the whole time as he Mm. was there on the ground in Dallas can you imagine interviewing somebody and they just spout nonsense and you have to keep a straight face this is why I have respect this is why I have the utmost level of respect for um, what was his name on the Daily Show Jordan um, something. The tall white guy. Uh, yeah, on, no, I know who day. you're talking about. I don't remember his last name. <laughs> um, the tall white guy on the Daily Show. Um, the the linky who, blonde one. Yeah, the one who looks like a Nazi. <laughs> and he used to go undercover at Trump rallies and stuff. Yeah, I think um. he's still. I think he still does. I, I'm i going to be honest. Um, I have not watched The Daily Show since the 2020 election. I reached that point and I was like, listen, I it's it's a good joke. <laughs> it's a great joke even, but like, I, yeah, no, I, I can't. I need you to stop anyway. I can't do it anymore. Like, I, I've reached yeah, the point I, where I'm I like, can't. I can't, 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 nope, can't do it. Um, not today. Want to hear some good from? news? Yeah, this was Buck Wild news. Yeah. Um, do we want to do? Okay, I have a couple of other. Very quick. Well, no, we should do. I'm so excited do, about my story. We should do yours, and then we can do my live reactions to some really, really bad Hanukkah merchandise because Hanukkah's coming up in a month. I should put my Venmo in. <laughs> And our show notes so people can bend them. I'm joking. I'm joking. I feel like that's playing into some really bad stereotypes. <laughs> that didn't even occur to me. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll put um, uh, a non-Amazon wish list. No, I'm joking. I won't do any um, of that. You can put uh, a list of uh, companies that are not companies. Organizations that people could donate to. That's in what your you should honor. do. Yes. Make a donation. Actually, no. Um, make a donation. <sighs> Damn it. Mike Pence doesn't live at the White House anymore. Shit. <sighs> that was so much fun. Mm. Remember when people would used to donate to Planned Parenthood in his honor? Yeah. 
and put his address as the White House so they would send him thank you notes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that was so much fun. You just, it's really important. You got to do it in their honor, not in their name, because then they get a tax write off. Yes, in their, yes. I'll take a tax write off, though. <laughs> Please, um, please and thank you. Are are you ready for this? Yes, I'm so ready. I'm so you you said how excited you are. I'm. I have you I heard the good news about <laughs> that sound? That fucking sounds, motorcycle, apparently. It no, like um, an alien. Have you heard the good news about space tacos? Excuse me. Are we um IP thefting a certain other podcast? Uh, NASA's latest breakthrough. This is from the New York Times. NASA's latest breakthrough. Best space tacos yet. That is the headline. Excuse me? Um, Wait, uh, what did I see about space? Can't Wait, hang on. You saying something about space would just like to give me... I would like to take a quick second. Mm-hmm. Just real quick. Because you saying space made me think about um, somebody who I hate. Who went to space. Who did some sh- who did some fuck shit recently? Before we talk about this, because it's very cool. I would just like to give a quick. Um, I would like to prescribe Elon Musk two middle fingers that he can take. Every Wait, I thought it was morning. Jeff Bezos who went to space in the penis rocket. No, that was Jeff Bezos. No, no, no. But Elon Musk has also done s- space stuff too. Yeah. Fuck. Elon Musk and his stupid fucking tweets. Oh, if you can. If you can tweet the, uh, how you're going to solve world hunger under my tweet, I'll donate $6 billion. Fuck you. You're not going to follow through, and you're an asshole, and I fucking hate him. And people are just going to be like, oh, Elon Musk, he's going to do it. He's going to Go sit on a cactus, hunger. Elon. Go sit on a, go sit on a cactus. Go do something incredibly unappealing. Un- <laughs> piss your pants Elon Musk right now I'll piss your pants for you fuck you <laughs> I'll piss your pants I'm so ugh. anyway um, can we can we so talk angry. about the good and news people, please and, and, and people are like oh he's doing such a good job and he's gonna solve world hunger and it's all just for his stock price I fucking hate him I wanna shove him in a dishwasher anyway yeah anyway good NASA. news space tacos Space tacos. Are they partnering with, like, Taco Bell? (laughs) No. Okay, so this is a New York Times article by Daniel Victor. Uh, NASA's latest breakthrough, best space tacos yet. So I guess they've had space tacos before, but these ones are better. Interesting. Um, For the first time... Is this on the ISS? Yes. (laughs) Wow. It is on the ISS. Oh, I thought you were telling me to shut up. No, no, it is on the ISS. For the first time, astronauts on the International Space Station cultivated chilies... Adding some zing to their tacos. Wait, whoa, that's so cool. Yeah, space, space chiles. Um, uh, what kind? We will oh, get to that. <laughs> um, one small step for man, one giant leap for carne asada. Which, of all of the things you could have opened this article with, why that? Daniel, <laughs> I respect you. I like this article. I'm very excited about this article. That... Not one giant leap for salsa? I don't know. I, I don't know what's better than carne asada. I just feel like carne asada um, is not the right 
uh, noun. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the right protein. Or, like, does it need to be a protein? Why not one one giant leap for tacos? One giant leap Fair for... Enough. Flavor, seasoning, flavor. Flavor town. My mouth. <laughs> one giant leap for my mouth. Astronauts aboard the International Space Station have successfully grown and harvested... Oh, I thought I was going to sneeze. Chile is in space, and this week they enjoyed their spoils for the first time. Megan MacArthur, an American astronaut grinning ear to ear, said on Twitter that she added the peppers to fajita beef, rehydrated tomatoes, and artichokes to create the best space tacos yet. Okay, I just... Was the, was the beef not rehydrated? I guess not. Fajita beef, rehydrated tomatoes, and artichokes. I don't know that I've ever had artichokes in a taco. I don't think it's it bad. Be- I just, that's an interesting. Like, beef, I've had can- tomatoes, artichokes, and chilies. Listen, you work with what you got, right? Mm-hmm. Listen, you know, it's. I feel like it's one of those things, you know, when you, like, I don't know if you've ever gone camping, like, mm-hmm. not from your car but like in the back country for like a really long time not for a really long time but i did do girl scouts where we did like camping food and then we accidentally burned all of our food and so my mother drove for two hours to show up at our campsite with muffins that she baked i feel like i heard something really (laughs) funny about your mother recently i mean i would not be surprised she's a fun from my from my mother what was it? I don't remember. No, no, no. But I feel like it's one of those things where when you've been camp, like when you've been out hiking in the, mm-hmm. I hate to use the word wilderness because uh, it doesn't exist. Um, not a controversial take, but um, when you've been out hiking like in the wo- like woods for a really long time and you come out of the woods, the like first thing that you eat is the best thing you've, like, ever had in your entire life. Um, I, I like don't know that that be... applies to space tacos, but... But, like... It's the I first like fresh might... fruit or veg, for sure. Exactly. With un- dehydrated... You know, because they feel like when you're up in space, you've probably been eating a lot of, like, dehydrated food, you know? Yeah. Because it saves space. Astronaut ice cream. Except I don't think they actually eat that. No, that's not real. They have, like, real ice cream in space. That's, like, a fake marketing thing from the Smithsonian. Um, yeah. Which is at, great. Good for them. At ISS Research. At ISS Research on Twitter tweeted, Happy Pepper Picking Day aboard the at space station. Uh, chili emoji. Today, at Astro Sabbath uh, gets the honor of harvesting the station's first crop of chili peppers as part of the Plant Habitat-04 study, one of the most challenging station plant experiments to date. And then there's a link to an article about it. Um, and at Astro Megan, Megan, MacArthur, Megan MacArthur on Twitter tweeted, Friday feasting, after the harvest, we got to taste red and green chili. Uh, then we filled out surveys, gotta have that data, smiley face emoji, Finally, I made my best space tacos yet. Fajita beef, rehydrated tomatoes, and artichokes, and hatch chili, (laughs) in all caps. Nice. Well, so here's the question. 
I, I wonder, and I know I'm doing, oh, I just realized we didn't, because we're not posting that, it's going to be in a, a lost episode. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I matched with somebody on Tinder, and I was, or on Bumble, and um, we were talking, he was talking to me about ancient aliens, and I oh, said, yeah. <laughs> I said that... He was talking about aliens building the pyramids, and I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And he said, well, you can watch Transformers 2 as a reference to, and get a pretty good idea of why they built the pyramids. Incredible. And I realize I'm about Wild. to do the same, I'm about to do a similar thing, but I think The Martian is probably a far more accurate thing to comment on than Transformers 2. But in the... <laughs> In The Martian, mm -hmm. they send Mark Watney up with potatoes and things for Thanksgiving because they're going to be up on Mars during Thanksgiving. Maybe it was something like that where they knew they were going to try to grow chili peppers. Mm -hmm. So they sent them up with like pre, with like vacuum packed yeah. marinated carne asada or like mm -hmm. marinated fajita beef because they knew that they were going to be trying to grow chili peppers. I'm just really curious about this beef. Where's the beef? Um, maybe we'll get to that. The next section is about astronaut food. Um, delicious tacos are always something to celebrate, but in this case, they're even, even more meaningful. Astronauts, astronauts eat mostly packaged foods, much of it freeze-dried to reduce its size and volume, and with, with some fresh produce occasionally delivered to the station on routine soup, supply, supply missions. Supply? Um, supply. Um, but a longer trip to Mars, which could take up to three years, would make receiving fresh groceries impossible. And delivery logistics would be difficult, even on a shorter trip to the moon. You mean they can't, like, DoorDash it or... Like... I mean, they can certainly try. <laughs> No Uber Eats. You need I to say give a really, really good tip. I say that because my article for the middle bit is actually about, I don't know if you saw that TikTok, um, but it's about the... We will get to that. Um, that's a teaser. Uh, so growing food crops in space is seen as a crucial challenge to overcome, allowing astronauts to supplement their diets. Last year, NASA announced that lettuce grow... Excuse me. <laughs> Last year, I'm NASA announced that lettuce grown in space was safe to eat and as nutritious as that grown on Earth. But chilies have been more difficult to grow. NASA described the experiment as one of the most complex to date on station because of the long germination and growing times. Now, I'm curious as to why they wouldn't be considered safe. Like, why lettuce wouldn't radiation be, poisoning maybe oh because there's no like shielding from radiation in space but i guess they're in but it i guess i don't know i don't know it'd be very interesting that's that's i guess it doesn't really matter because it's considered safe to eat in space so yeah um uh, i think it's it, i think it's not whether or not it's safe to eat it in space, but whether or not food grown in space is safe to is eat. Is safe, yeah. Yeah. Um, there are additional benefits to growing chilies. Astronauts who don't like the taste of their food may eat less, potentially leading to health issues. 
Adding some spice could improve morale and reduce fatigue with the limited, limited culinary options available. Is this one of those things, you know how when you fly mm-hmm. in, an air, in an airplane, not in space? Yeah. But you know I, when you I thought fly, you just meant with wings. <laughs> you know how when you fly, they always make, on like long flights where they have a meal service, mm-hmm. they make the food like punchier. That's the best way I can describe it. They make it taste more. Um, Are we really doing a what's the deal with airline food bit in this podcast? I'm not saying what's the deal with airline food. I'm just saying a fact about airline food, but they like they punch up all of the the flavors. Um do because they? there's yes, they do because you taste less because like the altitude bland. Oh because well, it's bland because you're at high altitude. Um mm. that's like why it is bland. So they they try to punch up the flavors. I don't know if they only do that in first class <laughs> and the rest of us schlubs don't get anything because we're sitting in coach. Um, but I, I remember on my flight to Germany that, did I even get food on my flight home from Germany? I may have been too sad to eat. Um, <laughs> my flight to Germany, they were like, would you like the, the, the meat option or the vegetarian option? And I always pick the vegetarian option because the meat option is sketchy. I always choose the option that I can eat more of the food. <laughs> That's a good plan. That's Because I can never eat all of the food. There's always something I can't eat that's like food I cannot yeah. eat. Yeah. Anyway, back to me. It was miso me. soup when we went to Japan. I could eat the miso soup. I could not eat the melon buns. Yeah, um, that was too bad. But maybe it's the situation where they were hmm. trying to grow spicy peppers. I also remember when I had COVID and I couldn't taste anything, I asked for hot sauce so I could put it on literally everything because mm. I could feel it in my mouth. Um, uh, because fluids flow to the head in a weightless environment, many astronauts become congested and crave spicy foods. Some have brought go. along hot sauce. Nice. Is it like those little teeny tiny little bottles? Of I assume that they just bring regular size bottles of hot sauce that they're oh. going to be up there for a while. That's a good point. Uh, that would be te- that. Okay, wait. <laughs> Here's a question. Sorry, I have so many thoughts about space. Um, I was thinking about the ocean as well and how I'm <laughs> way more scared of the ocean than I am of space. Oh my god, we have to talk about toxic sharks. Um, <laughs> so. That would be terrible if you were... You have to be really careful where you're squirting your stuff. <laughs> just just and this, aerosol hot sauce. You have to be really careful where you're squirting your hot stuff. Hot stuff? Hot sauce? I meant to say hot sauce. <laughs> you know when you squirt your hot stuff? Stop. You have to be really careful where you're squirting your hot sauce when you're in space. Yeah. You wouldn't want it just floating around and getting people's eyes. Yeah. Um, I know why I said hot stuff, because I talked about The Martian, and there's a lot of disco in The Martian, (laughs) including the song Hot Stuff, which is a um, great song. NASA researchers spent two years seeking out the perfect pepper to grow, evaluating more than two dozen options. They settled on the Hatch Chile from Hatch, New Mexico, which has a uh, Scoville rating of 2,000 to 4,000 Scoville heat units, roughly the level of Tabasco sauce. Ooh, I like Tabasco sauce. Nice. Much like... Tabasco is one of the ones that doesn't taste like gasoline. I told you I was going to have a weird energy tonight, Dylan. 
Wait, wait, what? Tabasco is one of the ones that doesn't taste like gasoline. Which ones taste like gasoline? Um, sometimes I feel like when it gets too, like when they're trying just to make it super, super spicy, they make it super, super, like, also really weird and acidic. Vinegary? Because they're really vinegary, and they're just trying to be like, ha, look at how spicy we can make it. Mm. Um, and then it just tastes like, not like gasoline, but you know how gasoline, like, smells sometimes? Mm-hmm. And you're like, this smells a gross. Yeah. Um, much like sparkling wine produced outside of Champagne, France, the peppers grown on the space station are not technically hatched peppers since they were not grown. Nope. In Hatch, New Mexico? Since they were grown outside the Hatch Valley in New Mexico. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, these are space peppers. That makes me think that they should make space sparkling wine. <gasps> I don't even know how that would work. Me neither. Can you even grow grapes in space? I was about to say, what's the difference between a grape and a chili? And I meant in terms of like how what it takes to grow them, not just in general. <laughs> I'm sure a lot. I mean, grapes are vining. That's the thing. Mm. They're posting all sorts of six-second videos. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that astronauts have it- been growing plants in space for decades. Cultivating edible food without the benefits of gravity and natural light has been difficult. Ooh, you know what kind of edible plant they should grow? Are you going to say weed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Edibles are you- the plant. <laughs> I mean, shut up. You know what I mean. You got there, though. Yeah. Um, Although that's super irresponsible, because then they'd have to, you know, like, make sure, you know? <laughs> accidentally hotbox the entire ISS. <laughs> they wouldn't hotbox. They'd, like, make brownies or something. Um, you're right. You can't smoke in space. No. You can't, like... That would be too dangerous. That is the most, literally the most dangerous thing you can do is start a fire and start a fire with the intention of creating smoke. (laughs) Start a fire with the intention of creating smoke and getting high. Um, (laughs) with the intention of becoming inebriated. Um, Houston, we have no problems. No problems at all. We're doing fucking great up here. Uh, Though astronauts have been growing, I said that already, veggie, a chamber that has been used to grow lettuce and other plants on the space station since 2014. Is it an an acronym? Nope. It's just called veggie. Because our friend Jaya, friend of the podcast, literal friend of the podcast, Jaya. um, Been on the podcast. Literally been on the podcast. They were telling us about how um, (laughs) astronomers and like physicists of which they are, that's what they're getting their degree in, will literally come up with silly acronyms. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then make the the thing that they are trying to do fit the acronym that they came up with. Of course. Already, which I think is hilarious. Um, I'm going to yeah, text them. Uh, I wonder if they heard about the space, the space tacos. 
Veggie, a chamber that has been used to grow lettuce and other plants on the space station since 2014, nurtures the plants in a porous ceramic clay instead of soil and uses wicks to guide water to the roots. A NASA team planted 48 pepper seeds on Earth with a fertilizer specifically designed for the peppers and sent them to the space station on a SpaceX cargo resupply mission. In July, astronauts began watering them and... Astronauts began watering them and pollinating some of the flowers. A few of the plants developed fruit, which was harvested for the tacos and will will again be harvested in November, NASA said. I wonder if they're keeping the seeds. Yeah. That is... There's a picture of veggie. It's very cool. Oh, Jaya does not know about the space tacos. Did you text them? I did text them, literally texted them, thoughts on the space tacos. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was my article. Um, space tacos. Let's, let's grow in space. Let's grow in space. Um, let's grow in space. That, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie, that taco actually looks pretty good. I was I was feeling iffy about the rehydrated tomatoes, but that does look tasty. They said, "Oh, I love that." Me too. I'm I'm so excited about space tacos. Oh, I'm looking at a picture of the space taco. It looks very. It looks pretty good, and I feel like you know, in space, again, don't get very many opportunities to have a taco. Yeah. Oh my god, I just noticed that sh- the taco is floating in one picture. In, t- in all the pictures, the taco is floating. I just, my brain just like auto-completed a hand holding the taco, but looking closely, <laughs> nobody's holding this taco. It's just vibing. Re- truly, truly a space taco. It really is a floating space taco. Um, how much do you think it would cost to DoorDash to space? Too much. <laughs> Should we transition into the middle bit? Because I have something hilarious Absolutely. for the middle bit. Okay, so I saw a TikTok. Well, should we do our other stuff first for the middle bit? Um, yeah. Um, donate to Mermaids and the Treasure Trevor Project if you can. Um, we will put all of the links for all of the stuff that we've talked about previously. Um, check out the... What's the website that has the, all the, like, the Unions of America or whatever it's called? Oh, I do not. Bud, do not remember. Um, did you put it in our Discord? I, um, Kellogg's is still striking as far as I, as far as I know, Kellogg's is still striking. Although I can check again, like, now. Um, or soon, but, um, yeah, Kellogg's is still on strike. That is our wheel decide for our other show that has not been posted. Um, you can just Google strikes happening right now and the Associated Press has a list. Yes. Um, also there is currently a hunger strike happening, um, for the... uh, 
future of our planet. Um, hunger strike. Um, yes. So there, well, I mean, there are several hunger strikes happening <laughs> right now. Lots of people are doing it. Um, I can't say go out and vote because we're past the time of the election, but we don't. There, don't, there were we don't. lots of. Lo always check up on your local elections. Yeah, check up on your local elections because there may be one. There were there were a bunch at the end of October and the beginning of November, and it is too late for those. But yeah, there are <laughs> elections happening all be the time. Beware. Yeah. Um, beware elections. Um, I can't even look at the UN climate stuff because it's going to make me really mad and really depressed. So I'm going to get rid of all of that. But all of this to say, basically, continue calling the White House, your local elected officials, your state representatives, your Senate representatives about climate change, about Line 3, about all of this stuff, because it is super important. Um... I am not a nihilist when it comes to climate change. There are a lot of people out there and you're going to see a lot of stuff in the coming weeks with this climate thing. And I think this is really important where people are going to be like, we have seven years to reverse climate change before it's going to completely destroy the planet and it'll be unlivable for the next 50. I don't like that. I frankly hate it, actually. I hate the rhetoric that... If we don't do any, like, if we don't do anything. If I, you have a big mess in your home, you don't just move. Yeah. And it, it might feel overwhelming. It might feel stressful. But if you work a little bit on the mess, the mess will get better. And exactly. maybe you won't be able to clean up the whole mess, but you can make progress. And you can also ask for help. Like, that's the whole Point. Like, we are not alone in this. Mm -hmm. You can ask people for help, and it is also okay to be stressed, and it is yeah. okay to be scared. Ask your roommates for help. Um, yeah. I And in this you case, you can't really ask are... people who aren't in your apartment for help in this metaphor because then it's just yeah. aliens. Um, but you can yeah. ask your roommates, and by your roommates, I mean legislators and international organizations and people all over the world. Yeah, I just. There are you there is going to be a lot of climate nihilism and climate doom, I feel, in the coming days. And I personally really think that rhetoric is really, really damaging because it mm. makes people depressed. And yeah. when people are depressed, they are not going to do anything because they feel like no matter what they do, nothing will change, which is not true. If you find yourself doom scrolling. Go support a local garden, community garden, or go for a walk in a park, or go to a national park and support a national park, or yeah. give a wild animal a hug. <laughs> <laughs> um. Something that I will just recommend. Don't don't I do that. Don't give a wild don't animal. Don't give a wild a animal a hug. Um I will recommend two books. This and then I think I would like to move on from the middle bit because I am starting mm -hmm. a doom spiral. But I will recommend two books. Um these two books, they're not about climate doom or nihilism or any of this. I just think they are two really good books about the environment. The first one 
is I'm sure one that lots of people have heard of. Um, it's Braiding Sweetgrass by Robin Wall Kimmerer. She is a biologist, ecologist, conservationist, um, and she is indigenous. And it is all about how indigenous practices for land stewardship have been overlooked, but they are actually, in reality, the best practices for land management. Mm. Um, and the book is super interesting and really, really, really good. Um, and oh, and I just want to—I just want to add on very quickly. If there is a local indigenous group near you that sells produce or honey, art, beeswax candles. Anything? Support them. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, if they sell anything, you should support them, but especially, like, when it comes to agriculture. Um, yeah. Yes. Support yeah. indigenous agriculture. Yeah. Definitely. And buy local. Um, also, <clears throat> just quick thing, because we are coming up on the Thanksgiving time. If you celebrate Thanksgiving as a, like, here's when the country and the pilgrims and the thing... Go fuck yourself. Um, there's a YouTube video that I watched in like middle school, which referred to Thanksgiving as the most American holiday because it's about eating and lies and Jesus lying to Christ. children about peace. Jesus. Christ. Yeah, I mean, um, Thanksgiving is a great time to, you know, be thankful for the good things and work on the bad and spend time with people you care about. It's yeah. not a historically good thing. It is a great time. It's a great time to eat turkey because turkey are terrible and I hate them and they should be eaten even though they it's don't taste that good. Time, it's a great time if you are able to give reparations to indigenous groups near you. Do that. Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, uh, so the last book that I... The other book that I'm going to recommend is Trace by Lorette Savoy. Lorette was a professor of mine at Mount Holyoke. She oh, is cool. amazing. This book is about race and history and the environment, and it is, like, so good. Um, it's on... It's available on Audi Audible. I don't want to fucking jerk off Jeff Bezos anymore. Fuck that guy. Um, but I don't know... It's probably available depending on your local library. Yeah. Probably um, available on services like Libby and Overdrive. Yeah. I was going to say, you should check out Libby and Overdrive. Um, but it'll depend on to... your local... Yeah, it'll depend yeah. on your local library's book availabilities. I don't know if it'll have those in audiobook or mm -hmm. ebook. So it, it really depends on what your local library has for availability. Yeah. Um, but I do highly recommend both yeah. of those books. Also, uh, check out Libby and Overdrive for anything you want to read. Um, That's true. Support your They're local libraries. Good. You can support your local libraries without, you know, having to go places. And you can get audiobooks, which is what I normally do. I love Libby and Overdrive. This is a hashtag not sponsored. Um, I just realized <laughs> we're never going to get sponsored by the library. I just realized we're never going to get sponsored by Audible. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah, neither do I. Jeff probably Bezos wouldn't can go fuck himself. I probably wouldn't accept a sponsorship from Audible anyway. Fuck. I mean, like, it's great that they're expanding audiobook, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like, fuck Audible. Anyway, should we move on 
Perhaps. To... Huh? I said perhaps. <laughs> I thought you said the Pats, and I was like, the Patriots? Yeah, you know. The New England? The, the sports ball. The New England Patriots? Um, okay, so um, if... Let's play a little hy- game of hypothetical. I know this isn't this isn't what we normally do in the middle bit, but let's play a little game of hypothetical and you were a DoorDash driver. Okay. Uh, what would you do if you had received a 700-mile request? How long does my GPS say it's going to take me to get there? Approximately, like, nine hours. That's too far. Like, if it's... it's- n- also... It's also a $9 delivery. No, no, that's not fucking <laughs> So DoorDash driver goes viral on TikTok after revealing a dollar an hour for driving for 700 miles, miles away. Jesus. 700 miles. 700 miles. That's too many. 700 miles. 741. Here's my thing. Is like if it's, I recognize you that your car you probably can't Island, go fast enough to do 700 miles in like four hours. But again, also it's nine dollars. That's that's he, not the the creator, mm-hmm. um, Caleb Grant. That's C A E L U M G R A N T T on TikTok. He said, if you live in Rhode Island and you just got Gadavari off DoorDash, make a sandwich because you ain't getting your food tonight. Your food's not arriving tonight. Um, because it's $9 and tw- it was a $9.25 order. That's that's not enough money. Nope. Nope. Um Nope. nope. Yeah, that's, somebody, that's fucking wild. And the, somebody in the comments said they probably forgot to turn off their VPN. Oh. But no, but you have to put your address in. You have to put you the delivery to, address in. Yes, and the restaurant is also in Rhode Island. That's wild. Oh, no, sorry. The, oh. the restaurant's not in Rhode Island. But if they no, that still doesn't. No, make no, sense. I was wrong. No, no, no. The restaurant is in wherever. The restaurant was in like Philly. Um, that's no. Did sorry, no, no, no. Not this Philly. Restaurant is outside not of Philly. Range? He lives in. Sorry, no, no, no. He lives in Cleveland or in Ohio, outside of Columbus, Ohio, and he got a DoorDash request from Rhode Island a restaurant to to drive to Rhode Island. Can you imagine? That's And I watched wild. a later video from him where he was like, if Mr. Beast is on the other end of this DoorDash. You'd think uh, that I'm, the app would just be like, fuck you. <laughs> like the app would be You like, would think. This is outside you your delivery think. radius. You would think. Um anyway, so I thought that was that was funny that he's just like, nope, not going to do it. I also would not do it. That's ridiculous. So I have two things that we could talk about. Um, we could talk about um, the dads in Louisiana 
Or we could talk about really bad Hanukkah designs. I kind of want to talk about pillows. Let's talk about pillows. Okay. I will save the dads from Louisiana. They will be talked about another time. We've are, we've been, been going for like 50 something minutes. Let's, let's talk okay. about pillows. So again, this, I saw a TikTok about this, which I think you may, you may have sent this to me or it may have shown up organically, but, um, so Bed Bath and Beyond. So some places, are you, no, you, you were just sitting still. I was like, are you frozen? So some places make good Hanukkah merchandise. Mm-hmm. Target is one of these places. I have been generally pleased by Target's Hanukkah stuff. That's where I got my light up Hanukkah sweater. Nice. Which needs repairing. It's, like new batteries or like actual repairing? No, the wire came off. It needs... I have somebody working on it, but um, he's... It's, it's <laughs> Harry's working on it, but... I gave it to him, like, last year, so... Sorry, I just googled Target Hanukkah, and the first thing that came up was Uh-oh. this, like, golden menorah <laughs> that oh, is no. shaped I mean, like I, a dachshund. <gasps> oh, can you send that to me? I love it. Okay, here's the thing. The thing is, I... You can do kind of whatever you want with a menorah. I'm honestly okay with it as long as the shamas is taller than the rest of the candles. Like, that's the only thing you really need for I don't basic think that's the case design. with this little dog. No, no, no. It is. It is. The head. That's oh, the, the head! Dog. Yeah. I was looking in the middle. Nope. It doesn't really matter where the shamash, the shamas goes as long as it's taller than where all of the other candles goes. That's that's the rule, which is why mm. you can have literally kind of whatever you want for a menorah, and I think that's really fun. Um, now. Now. <laughs> Target, I think... I'm going to pull my computer a little bit closer to me so I can type a little bit better. I like how the first thing... Sorry, I'm, I'm still looking at Target. The first thing on the website is just blue and white tablecloths. That's fine. They're like, they're That's like, fine. listen, you need to put a tablecloth down. You're going to have a lot of relatives over. At that some and point. you're going to have a lot of like potentially a lot of jelly donuts and potentially mm. a lot of really oily food. Yeah, you, you I mean, really you definitely have a lot of oily food. You're going to have um, to put a tablecloth down. It should be this you're, one. You're going to need a tablecloth down. Why not have a blue and white one? Yeah. Classic, classic colors. Um, I'm going to close a bunch of tabs. Goodbye, QAnon. Really don't want you up anymore. Um, you don't need to be here. Um. Hey. Undefined results. I looked up Hanukkah pillows. Can I please, can I, can I see? I would like to see results for Hanukkah, please. Okay, I'm on the Target website looking at Hanukkah, and then I will I will explain the good the good stuff, and then we will talk about the bad stuff. You um, should stream on Twitch and make a tier list. <laughs> oh, okay, I could do that. Um, or you so can just make good, one and post it on Twitter. So there's this there's this print there's a there's a a 
uh, a Star of David wall print that has a, a menorah in the center. It has um, a menorah for those, the Goyim listening, which I'm sure is like nobody because like my only my dad listens to this podcast. Um, my cousin Ange that. listens to this podcast sometimes. Oh, hi, Ange. She's a goy. She knows. Yeah. Yeah. But so, for Ange, I'll explain it. So, um, <laughs> so for the, for the goyim out there, a menorah, the, the candelabra, it's more special than that, but whatever. Um, it also has a bunch of like stars of David. It has latkes. It has dreidels. It has the right... Hebrew letters for the dreidels. Um, I think it also has the sufganiyot, which are jelly-filled donuts. Um, and the reason why everything is fried in ha- on Hanukkah is because um, the oil lasted for eight days, which is a miracle. Um, and that's why everything is fried and, and delicious. And, oh, God, I love Hanukkah so much. Hanukkah is one of the Jewish holidays that falls into the category of they tried to kill us, they failed. Um, let's eat. It's got also, good food. technically... Hmm? Good food. Good food. That's like every Jewish holiday, though. That's fair. Um, yeah, pretty much. It, we take almost every holiday as an excuse to just, like, eat a lot of food. Um, I also really like there's another pillow here that's just a dreidel. It is, like, an actual dreidel pillow. Um, and they got the letters right. They have the, um, they have the, the shin so when you spin, when you play dreidel, it's a betting game. It's mm-hmm. gambling. Um, and you are gambling on which letter it's going to fall on and how much gelt you will get. Um, so hey, that's one of the letters. It's it's the one. That's, I don't want to explain what the Hebrew letters are. I'll just say what they. So they have them. They have the shin. They have the hey. They have the nun. And they have the gimel. Um, and um, when you get the gimel... It's the the gimel is the easiest one to remember because gimel is gimme everything. Um, it means gimme all, gimme all. Um, and it's just a really cute pillow. It's actually a cute, well designed pillow. I'm going to buy this dachshund menorah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> also, there's buy also it. a little a wall tapestry that explains to you how to play. Yeah, like it's actually like cute, well designed stuff that clearly like somebody knows I, there's another um wall art that is the the letters on the dreidel um i like how i had lessons in hebrew school that were literally like here's how you gamble um <laughs> it's just oh Oh, Elmo's little dreidel. That's one of the things that when you look up Hanukkah on... Also, Love Lights Hanukkah DVD oh, 2021. I think it's a new talked... movie. No, we talked about that last year. It says it came out in 2021. Oh, there's a Hanukkah Mad Libs? Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, sisters. There's a oh, Mad Libs for everything. There's a Mad Libs for... Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think we sort of reached the end of, like, the specific Hanukkah merchandise at, um, there's some, like, cuter throw pillows. So that's sort of the... You know, put the, thought into it. Put thought like, into, like, cl- the holiday. Clearly at Target, they're like, listen, we know what, like, we we know what these traditions are, what they mean. 
we know what the we know what a dreidel is. We know how to play. We know what foods are eaten, and we know why the foods are eaten. Now, <laughs> the same cannot now. be the same cannot be said for Bed Bath and Beyond. Blood Bath and Beyond failed. Um, this article is from Alma. Bed Bath and Beyond made the worst Hanukkah pillow of all time. Who let this happen? By Evelyn Frick, which I think is a very appropriate name for this article. Um, or author for this article. Um, the first line of this <laughs> the first line of this article is as a Jewish person, I have a certain amount of bandwidth dedicated to when non-Jews get things wrong about Judaism. Boy, is that true. When someone mistakenly mispronounces a Hebrew word that uses up none of my bandwidth. That uses up none of my bandwidth. For those who haven't studied it, Hebrew is an unfamiliar language with unfamiliar characters. Even I mispronounce Hebrew words now and again. I don't know any Hebrew, by the way. Very little. Um... Conversely, when my childhood school district consistently scheduled important events like picture days on high holy on high holy days, that completely drained my bandwidth. This is true. I don't think our school district ever did that, but when is picture day? It's at the beginning of the year. Oh yeah, because so like September, at least at ours. Wow, that was a very loud someone outside my window. Okay, um, it takes minimal effort to figure out when Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur are falling on the Gregorian calendar, but they chose not to or did not care. That signaled to me that the district administration uh, <laughs> that signaled to me that the district administration found my faith and culture, and by extension me, to be unimportant. One of my favorite teachers in high school every year would just point out, like, they'd never, ever, you'd never, ever, ever have school on Christmas in America. At, never. Sa- it would literally be sacrilegious. I was like, wait, to- what does that word mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it would be, people would riot. Yeah. People would be so unbelievably upset. The first fun fact, we're basically getting another Thanksgiving this year. In 2013, Thanksgiving and the first night of Hanukkah were on the same night. And this year, the first night of Thanksgiving is on uh, November 28th. The first night of Thanksgiving? Hanukkah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so we're basically getting a Thanksgiving apart. Two electric boogaloo. Yeah. Oh, it's at the end of the Thanksgiving weekend. I was trying to figure out when, yeah. when the twenty eighth was. I'm looking at a calendar like, wait, wait, okay. Come visit me for the first night of Hanukkah. I mean, don't because I'll be with my parents. But um, you could stop by that day and give me a gift. Cause uh, I like presents. Anyway, um, okay. So this. And I'm putting this in quotes. I hope you like expired Halloween candy, because that's what I got. (laughs) This quote-unquote Hanukkah pillow from Bed Bath & Beyond is just... A single die from a dice set each day of Hanukkah. Ooh, that'd be a fun gift. Okay, so this pillow 
which is just atrocious, is so... I am... I really don't know whether or not to laugh or to cry. It says, Why is this night different from all other nights? Happy Hanukkah. And for those who have maybe never been to a Passover Seder, or maybe don't know any Jewish people, why is this night different from all other nights is something that you ask during Passover, a very important Jewish holiday. In fact, you ask it four times. It's one of the four questions. It has a whole thing. That's the whole thing. Why is this night different from all other nights? Well, on other nights, you can eat leavened bread. On this night, you only eat unleavened bread. Well, on other nights, you eat sitting up. On this night, you can relax. Well, on other nights, you only drink one glass of wine. On this night, you drink four. <laughs> That's true. And there's the, another. There's The vocal there's inflection one other, that you just did there. <laughs> there's, there's one other one that I'm forgetting. Um, the other, the fourth question. Um... They also usually make the youngest child read the four questions, which I feel like is torture because it was like, well, it wasn't. You are the littlest and you're dyslexic. Yeah. (laughs) Time to publicly read. Yeah, my nightmare, literally. Um, So, did Bed Bath and Beyond talk to a single Jew before writing this thing? Um,. It, it is derived from Manishtana, which is, it, it, that's the song, the Four Questions song. And it is complete, like, the, I mean, other than, I guess I would say that the essence of Passover and the essence of Hanukkah are completely different, apart from the fact that they are holidays in which we do celebrate that people tried to murder us and they didn't, so now we celebrate with food. And they're kind of near very popular Christian holidays on the calendar. That celebrate Jesus? Yes. (laughs) Well, just because I feel like a lot of people who aren't Jewish, specifically people who are Christian and or American um, Christians, uh, are like, oh, yeah, I know about Hanukkah and Passover because they're the ones that are near Christmas and Easter. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, in essence, this would be like putting he is risen, Merry Christmas. I mean, technically, <laughs> risen could mean born. On what I um, now assume you call your holiday decor. Um, and I, I oh, oh, man. So it's funny because Bed Bath and Beyond is a billion dollar company that was founded by are you ready? Warren Eisenberg and granted you shouldn't just go off names for whether or not people are Jewish, but Warren Eisenberg and Leonard Feinstein they are both Jewish. These men are both Jews. Oh man. There's a graphic designer out there that lost their job recently. Oh boy. I find it hard to believe that designers at Bed Bath & Beyond had no resources 
With Literally which to Google. fact check their Hanukkah decor, especially when in the past they've proven they're capable of making beautiful Judaica. I have not seen this. What is most irksome to me is that this is the article, not me. What is most irksome to me is that the group of people who designed, approved, and made this pillow clearly attempted to profit off of Jewishness without attempting to respect our traditions. Very true. So I, I, so I opened the article and was like following along, and I clicked the link about the good Bed Bath and Beyond stuff. And is one of the ugly? things on the list are crystal dreidels. Well, so crystal dreidels do have a like a significance. I in... feel like they would break really easily. You don't. You don't. The point is that you don't. You don't. Okay. You do. You don't spin them. They are, um, a. They are there as a. They are there as a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Lots of people. We have a crystal dreidel, I believe, somewhere. Okay. Um, I just seems breakable. These are really pretty. This um, kiddish cup is 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 nice. Um, are these bar mitzvah things? Oh my god, that is a lot of yods. I don't need a yod. My group, my uncle made me a really pretty one. Can you please explain to me what, what this a little is? froggy is? Oh, it's a Daka box. Okay, so uh, Tzedakah box is a, it's a charity box, basically. So one of the tenets of Judaism is Tzedakah, which I don't know if it has a direct translation. Um, uh, I guess, yeah, I guess the, it, it, it sort of translates to like charitable giving but it is also seen as like a moral obligation so it is in judaism it is considered like your moral duty as Mm -hmm. a human person to give back to your community Mm -hmm. like you are required as moral duty to be charitable Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't necessarily, like, it is, that's why you put out a tzedakah box to, like, give money. But tzedakah doesn't necessarily have to be money. That's why you mm-hmm. have the concept of mitzvah, which is um, acts of, uh, like, good deeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, that's why for your bar about mitzvah, you complete a mitzvah project mm-hmm. where you do community work and community service. I remember people talking about those. Yeah, they're really they're like pretty important and a lot of a lots of Jewish communities have like a have a mitzvah project. Um it's a really the concept of mitzvah and tzedakah, they're really core tenants across like not just like reform, reconstructionist, orthodox, Hasidic, like all mm-hmm. Jewish communities. They're like very core tenants. Which is why I think Judaism is a really cool... Not that I'm supposed to proselytize. That's, like, one of the big no-nos. That, but that is why I think Judaism is a pretty cool religion. Because it's one of I didn't of mean the, to be like, like, hey, educate me. I just... No, 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 no. I'm happy to. know to. about this little froggy. I'm happy to. No, no, no. There are some, like, super dope Tadaka boxes out there. They're super, super cool. I also think this one is called... 
what is this? this get the cash box croak the frog tadaka charity box is what this person put in the article i think that's pretty that's pretty cool um also these yods down here um you're not, you can't touch the torah with mm -hmm. your hands is bad it's a big no-no because it's written on a special scroll yeah um big 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 no-no for both so practical you, and religious reasons you shouldn't touch it don't touch you don't it you want to smudge it and also, no you know, religious reasons. Yeah, both. So there's yads, which are pointers. Um, they're really cool. My uncle made me one for my bat mitzvah. Nice. Um, oh, look at this train mezuzah. <gasps> oh, the, that's amazing. The, the description that this person wrote about the train mezuzah. Oh, boy. So a mezuzah is you put it up in your doorway it has a prayer in it about entering the home and that home is um about peace and there's probably something else I just know that when I move into a place that I own or that I'm renting for a long time I should put a mezuzah in the thing because it'll make me feel good <laughs> we have a in like more conservative and orthodox you put a mezuzah at on every single door um, that's like, that um, feels, feels a little excessive to me, but, um, in Greek Orthodox tradition, you're supposed to take a candle from the church and bring it home, you know, in your car and then bless Wait, each like doorway. Wait, like a lit candle? A lit, it needs to be fire from the church and then bless what? each doorway. Um, and my parents did it exactly once on Easter, and we spent the entire car ride freaking out that they were going <laughs> to set something on fire. Yeah, it's a, a mezuzah is a parchment inscribed with religious texts and attached in a case on the doorpost of a Jewish house as a sign of faith. So it really, technically, it only has to be on the doorposts of the home, mm -hmm. but, you know. Yeah. And I think you can technically pick, like, there's, like, a traditional prayer that mostly goes in, mm -hmm. like, the, the, sorry, there's an article below this that is, it, that says, is this the most Jewish season of Survivor? I guess I'm going to have to watch the season of Survivor. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so, that pillow was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Now, now, there are more. I'm not done. Bed Bath & Beyond made more. They did worse. They did more. There's this one where the dreidels are like tree ornaments. If you just go to the Bed Bath & Beyond website, I'm telling you, Dylan, go to the Bed Bath & Beyond website and look up Hanukkah pillow. There's one, there's like a bow at the top and... They're, no, they're sorry. They're fucking, hanging like mistletoe. mistletoe. It's literally they're hanging like mistletoe. I'm sorry. I can't, like, here's one where stars of David. They're literally like shooting stars. I can't. I can't do it. Um, what does this even say? Ha have oh, it's I have a little dreidel. I made it out of clay. Get out of my house. Um, peace, love, light. Um, and you can get your name personalized on that. <laughs> Um, they've got a bunch of like personalized eight, eight nights, eight lights. Get 
out of here. I hate it. It's disgusting. It's really bad. Away to the world. <laughs> that is no. the stupidest one. It's no. Just... Away to the world. If this is just because you think Jews say oi a lot, which, I mean, stereotypically, yes, you do. But a song also? But Joy oh, to I? the world. There's like a it's pop jo- punk song that's OI. It's like British OI. A British OI. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. But also, it's Joy to the World. Yeah. Um. But Jews, it's like OI vey. It's, it's OI vey. It's, it's Yiddish. That's Yiddish. Mm-hmm. And turning into my booby. Um, here's one light love latkes. Go home. Live, laugh, love, but make it Hanukkah themed? Love and light, and there's a menorah on it? Just stop. Go home. Stop. Stop. I have that. I have that, um, you know that meme with Michael Jordan that's yeah. stop. Get some help. That's how <laughs> I feel. I think if anybody showed up, to me and gave me one of these and was like, you're Jewish, right? Here, have a pillow. And handed me um, eight nights, eight lights and handed me that pillow. I think I would hit them with it. I genuinely think I would hit somebody who gave me that pillow. Oh, there's, um, I didn't even get to the light love piece. Oh, this Hanukkah pillow which is a pickup truck with the Star of David on it, and dreidels in the truck bed. Just giant fucking dreidels. There's a review of it. What's the run? Oh, it doesn't have a... (laughs) The review is from nine months ago, and it just says terrible quality. Felt like sandpaper. One star. I mean, it's a terrible pillow. It's horrible. They're terrible. I hate them. They're so awful. They make me so angry. Like, talk to a Jew. So I I googled bad Hanukkah pillows. And the Google ads. There's one of... There's just a pillow with a picture of Nigel Thornberry on it. But it's, like, distorted (laughs) and upsetting. Oh my god. Why? There's one that's got Dwayne the Rock Johnson, but he's Shrek. Why are these what's showing up when you get bad Hanukkah I pillows? I don't know. There's one Wait, with Dr. Well, Phil without spell, pants. How did you spell Hanukkah? Um, I So I have, my phone has a thing where if I just scribble on the keyboard, it jump, it guesses the word I'm writing. So I just did mm. H scribble and it, it auto completed for me. Interesting, because I looked up bad Hanukkah pillows, and I'm not getting any of those results, so. (laughs) Maybe it's based on my Google ads. Oh, boy. See, okay, then there are the ones that are like, let's get lit. And I'm like, those really make me want to vomit, because I'm like, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them so much. They're so awful. They make me really angry. These pillows make me really angry. <gasps> their sweaters, their Hanukkah sweaters are bad too. 
who's making these bad, bad Hanukkah sweaters. Um, oh my god, we didn't even get to talk about Toxic Sharks. Oh my god. Um, so we should watched we give a shark the quick movie. TL- we should give the quick yeah. TLDR um, on Toxic to Sharks. To summarize Toxic Sharks, it's a shark movie, it's but the shark makes you a zombie. Free. Um, oh boy, there's so much more. We've got Boat Boy from, we've got the fucking, I cannot stop thinking about, I'm from, I know about Boats, I'm from Cape Cod. I forgot about that. Um, I grew up on Boats, I'm from Cape Cod. There's also the, I don't know about Boats, I'm just a medic. I don't even think that it was, that he's from Cape Cod, it's that. He spent the summers on Cape Cod. Or his parents have a house on Cape Cod. He knows about boats. Don't worry. Um, if you, like us, are fans of shark movies... And I have to say, this, again... This is a shark movie I would watch again for the entertainment of watching it again. Mm-hmm. And not just to show it to somebody new. Yeah. Like, that's a good way of saying Watch it, it for his own are- sa- sake. Not just. Oh my god! Sorry, the Wayfair ones are also very bad. The Wayfair Hanukkah pillows. Yeah, they also um, have an oi to the world. Oh no! And they also have a menorah mistletoe. Not a menorah. Oh no! A dreidel mistletoe. I'm looking at some of these really, really bad Hanukkah sweaters. Um, here's one that's decked the hall with matzo balls. That's not even. That's that's so that's that is oh my god that's like you took a that's like you were trying to play baseball with a fucking ping pong paddle there's one that's just words about Hanukkah gelt digger (gasps) Jesus Christ oh no there's a there's one there's no sorry it's sorry it's gelt digger hashtag Hanukkah. Good God! On this on this sweater, look at look at fucking fucking Santa Claus. Is he an Atali? Yes, he is. Oh my God! The Wayfair oh stuff God. is really bad. Hang on, I really want to see the Wayfair. I mean, some of it's, like, fine, but most of it's not great. I don't know if you can read that. It says, what happens at the Seder stays at the Seder. No. No. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. This is just a painting no, no, no. of Moses. No. Uh-uh. These make me, these make my stomach hurt. This one says shalom, y'all. Oh no. I just oh. who designed any of this? I heart you a lot, ka. Ew. Oh, this one is Let the light shine bright, but the it's so bad. Listen. If you want a good laugh, or you want to give yourself a stomach ache, go look at some of these bad, bad Hanukkah pillows, because they really, really 
are bad. Um, they're really, really bad. Get your Hakapillas from Target, or better yet, just maybe go on to like, um, maybe let's see what, let's see, this could be, this could go one of two ways. It could either be very successful, um, and, um, we could see what Etsy is working with. Oh, I was thinking like Redbubble or Society6. Yes. Um, but I'm curious. Let's see what Etsy is working with. Um, because it could go one of two ways. It could either be really, really bad or it could either be pretty good. Um, but here we have another truck with dreidels in the trunk. And we have a welcome mat that says this house is lit. Oh, God. Oh, oh, oh this one's actually really cute. I found one that I really like. Thoughts on a, this one? Is it's a, a Minorosaurus Rex. I don't know how I feel about it. I am it's, still... This one's actually really cute. It's a stamp, and it's it's a menorah, and it's a stamp, and it says Chag Samea, which is basically Happy Holidays. Nice. That's really fucking cute. That's a really cute pillow. I really like that. That's a great pillow. Um, honestly, it all comes down to your fucking personal taste, but some of these are fucking buck wild, and they make my head hurt. Um, holy shit. I cannot get over these bad, bad pillows. They suck. Why is that a fish? It's a lotka shark. Oh my god. Do something with gefilte fish. At least that's Jewish. At least gefilte fish is Jewish. It's not the right holiday, although some people eat gefilte fish all year round, and to those people, I just ask them why. This one says, have a happy socially distant Hanukkah, and it's a picture, there's a like a laptop with a menorah on it. Oh. Oh, sad. Yeah. Um, I really want that dachshund menorah now. <laughs> um, although if there, if there was one that was a kitty, it was a little kitty, that'd be really cute. I wonder or what Etsy has. Golden Doodle. Yeah. Um, you want a really good book, by the way, mm-hmm. for, a, for a Jew with a dog? Um, how to raise a good Jewish dog. Nice. That's a great. That's a great book. No, you can get a sweater that says "Blaze It" with a menorah on it. I'm sorry, I'm done. End of podcast. I'm sorry, I have to end. We have to end the show there. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. You have heard the good news about space tacos, and I think that's the only actual good news that we covered this week. Um. Yeah, I think so. Let's see, wait, space tacos? Um, I mean, I guess the good news is that JFK Jr. didn't come back to run with Trump. Yes. (laughs) JFK Jr. will not be joining Trump on the the campaign trail. Can you believe? I just, hang on, I want to take a second to just bask (laughs) in the glorious stupidity of people just for a quick, can we take a brief moment of silence for JFK Jr.? (laughs) 
Okay, we can be done with that now. Yeah. You heard the good news about JFK Jr., question mark? Um, space tacos for sure. Definitely space tacos, and now I'm hungry. What was the middle bit? Oh, fucking DoorDash. <laughs> You've heard the good news about uh, DoorDash space tacos. Um, and uh, you've heard the good news about the Target, I guess. Um, happy Hanukkah. A preemptive happy Hanukkah. Next. And. Less than a month. What, four weeks? Less than a month. Um, November 28th. Three weeks from. I think three weeks from when this episode goes up in a day. If my math is good. Yes, approximately Which it rarely is, but. I know two um, weeks from today is not Thanksgiving because my therapist and I were trying to figure out if we had to reschedule and we don't. It's three it's weeks not from today. Yes. Three weeks to, uh, from today, Thursday, November 4th is Thanksgiving. If you're American, um, if you're Canadian, I'm so sorry. You missed it. Thanksgiving already it's, happened. It's done. It's over. Try again next can, year, but you can still eat Turkey, even though Turkey is not that good, but you should still kill a Turkey. I hate them. They're evil. Wild turkeys or or like wild turkeys. Eating turkeys. I know we don't eat wild turkeys, but No, but you can. Go out and kill a wild turkey. They chased me happy when I was riding my bike. Happy Is that why happy... you hate them? Well, also they're just terrible. Yeah. Better for Happy the than deer. November, everybody. Have good if you're not sh- time. If you're not shaving this November, good luck. Oh, if you're doing NaNoWriMo, um, congrats. Don't forget to do uh, wrist stretches so you don't get cramps. What is that? It's National Novel Writing Month. You write almost 2,000 words a day, and by the end of November, you've written 50,000 words. Damn. It's a popular thing for writers, but... Um, I've tried to do it twice, and both times I failed in the first week. Damn. Yeah, if you're doing No Shave November, which I will remind people is a supposed to be a an awareness campaign for prostate cancer. I didn't know that. That is what No Shave November was started for. Happy No Shave November. Check on your prostate. It's that's literally what it is. It's it's don't don't shave check your gland (laughs) um and if you're gross and you feel the need to tell people that you're doing fucking no nut november mind your damn business no one wants to know that well Um, help help me mind my own damn business and don't (laughs) don't tell tell me. me about it shut the fuck up i will hit you thank you so much for listening i have been dylan I've been Sophia. Good night and good news? Good night and news. Mm. Night and news. <laughs> night and news. Bye. Bye. No, wait. Not not yet. Hang on. I'm going to catch you on the flip side. There we I go. Will still do, I will <laughs> still like, do Sophia's that. Sophia's just not going to catch you on the flip side. <laughs> nope, not this week. We didn't have enough news this Bye. week. Bye. Bye.